on last week's Irrevelations. David's a real Jeffrey Dahmer. As far as I'm concerned, you're an angel of God. All those princes are just butthurt that you killed their friends and family. What were their intentions with these women and children they stole? Maybe not great. Master, I ate too many berries. And he's like, I told you not to eat those goddamn berries. And he's like, I got to poop. I got to poop over here. You know how Egyptians talk. Or whenever you're Secret Service, you know that's your first duty? This is the president tells you to shoot him, you have to do it. So Saul, his three sons, his armor bearer, and all his men died together that same day. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. No, did you uh, did you see the March for Life though? No, I don't even know what March for Life is. I, I saw okay. some Catholics talking about it, so I assume it's something stupid. But other than that, no, I don't. I don't know what it is. March for Life is the one day a year okay. that. Um, Everyone who shops at Walmart right. goes on a walk together, and it's Fine. to make sure that people they hate have to have children that they'll also hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good cause. It's a great yeah. cause. Uh, yeah. It's the Bible. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, there's never any instance of the Bible uh, demanding the murder of children. All life is no. definitely sacred. That's fact. God never once killed anyone never ever would he just senselessly murder anybody he loves everybody he's just fucking great with everybody uh, anyone who murders is just not following god's will especially if you're scraping tissue out of yes. your fucking dirty hole you know yeah that's, that's the most sacred of the lives right it's the most it has sacred. potential it could be a beethoven a hitler or whatever you know right, it could be amazing right, right, right. Um, What's weird is, and I mean, maybe this is just my cynic view is, and the reason why I'm so pro-abortion, I don't want to sound like some fucking edge where like, oh, I hate everybody. But if you took a grand swath of humanity, yeah, I don't think dollars to donuts were, were better. Like if you had to flip a coin on how a person's going to come out, I, I oh, think yeah, more than good. half shitty. Generally, a drag on society. Yeah, I, I think I think the human condition is one of selfishness and greed. I mean, the Bible oh, agrees, absolutely. but so I don't, I don't really see the whole idea. Of like, keep it alive. Life is precious. Remember that one photo of a baby? That's what we got to remember, you guys. Like, what about that? Uh, what about your son that just uh, robbed you, his father, for opiate addiction? And you're like, that's that's different. He had it. Well, I mean, I don't think people deserve to die just because they have a drug addiction, if that's what you're saying. I think there's some other problems here. <laughs> I don't know. Judge Dredd over here. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> I'll fucking end it myself. Um. <laughs> my, my thing is that, like, yeah, look at numbers five. I mean, obviously, I feel like, a, you know, I'm beating a dead horse here because we keep going back to numbers five. But oh. if having... A suspicion of a of an affair is enough to start an abortion procedure. Like, really, its life is sacred, really. And that's when there weren't enough people. You know, that's when they actually did fucking need people. Now we don't. That's like so. when you're like, I'm gonna kill that baby, and you're and people are just like, you know, that's gonna make your harvest harder. You're gonna have to clean up all that shit yourself. You're like, yeah, I know. You're, you're, you're just you're just fucking over your labor potential for the season. You're like, yeah, <laughs> just fucking that's one less kid though. You know. That's when kids were useful. That's when it was it was important to have kids because you could put them to work until yeah. they died. You know, we should bring back farmer kids. Those were the best kind. Like I would be, like uh, just more child labor is what we need. You know, yeah, that like was, little midget sized uh, Linnean Georges. <laughs> you know, running around with their little hobo sacks. Like if you really want to discourage abortions. Find a way to put children to work, it, like because right now it's the opposite. Like when you're a when you're a scared 
15 year old girl who was just raped by her uncle you know yeah. everyone's like oh god you're gonna have to drop out of school you're gonna have to take care of this thing think about the financial burden try to find a man talk about that uh yeah when really the conversation would be like hey in like six seven years that little fucking gremlin's gonna be helping you clean houses for a living you're gonna be fucking working cashier number one it's gonna be working cashier number two yeah, and all the little places that your cholesterol-filled fingers can't reach, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, this little kiddo is going to dive right in there. You can practically throw these kids in, under the hood of a car, and they'll get down to whatever part needs replacing or fixing or what have Think you. about if every preteen mom behind the counter at McDonald's had their kid just working the fucking fryer. Just a little fucking Ooh. step stool pulling some fucking fries out. And now we're talking about saving McDonald's money, which means I can get a cheaper double cheeseburger. Yeah. I mean, it's harder to beat, like, what is it, like 89 cents or some shit? But if we bring back child labor, not only are we going to drop the price of abortion, but we're going to fucking drop the price of hamburgers. Yeah. In the words of my corporate mentor, Walmart, let's roll back them prices. (laughs) That's, by the way, who this episode is brought to you by is Walmart. (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever... uh, Put that argument. I feel like that is a mega conservative viewpoint. Like I'm, I'm surprised that uh, the deep red states haven't figured this out on their own. That if yeah, you if you want to make s- the economy good, that's what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, here's here's what you, I guess they kind of already are. Right. Um, except instead of it being child labor, they just want bodies that will vote Republican and or are Christians. Right. You know. I mean, it is kind of the same. It's a different kind of factory. To me, it's not true capitalism unless you're milking out every fucking ounce. And if you can't put your kid to work um, because you were forced to have a baby, I just don't see. I just don't see the point. You know. Well, that's why I became a leftist. Yeah, I became a hard leftist because American conservatives weren't far enough right for me, and so I went all the way around the horseshoe or whatever. <laughs> going all the way around. Yeah. Where, uh, like, hey, guys, if we're going to defeat capitalism uh, with a worker class, we need more workers, younger, stronger, maybe not stronger, but definitely younger. Yeah. You know? Yeah, basically, there was a sort of battle of Stalingrad inside my body where I switched from being a Nazi <laughs> to a communist. <laughs> to communist, yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy. It's easy. They're basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, First, you got to dedicate yourself to genocide. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to, you just, it's all about redirecting who you hate. Uh, Generally speaking, the switch is almost the same. You're like, we should kill those people. You're like, no, 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 we should kill those people. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. I I mean, that's the gist of, again, (laughs) that's the gist of the March for Life. (laughs) Yeah. I think we summed it up. Exactly. Yeah, we nailed it. We nailed it. Like, hey, you guys. It is crazy, though. The reason that I did bring up the March for Life in the first place, it is pretty crazy that we actually had a president go speak at it. I mean... The president spoke at the March for Life? Yes. Trump spoke at the March for Life? Yes. Trump, who paid a fucking porn star to abort his own child. Yeah. Huh. But now it's cool. Now it is cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Now babies are cool now. I didn't realize, yeah, now I'm on their side. That, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that sentence I just spoke... Fucking made me switch sides. Yeah, now I'm about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys. You guys got it. You nailed it. Yeah. I don't know what... Like, him being this evangelical hero is still my favorite fucking... I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's I, so fucking that, bananas. My brain is honestly struggling to process the irony of that fucking statement. Someone saw Trump <laughs> four times divorced, multiple abortion having her... And thought this would be a good guy to speak about the sanctity of life. No one loves children more than Donald Trump. He'd fucking have sex with them if he could. And has. And has, probably. Reportedly, 13-year-old girl. Yep. You know, that's a child in my book. Yeah, why? that's probably why he's so pro-life. They're like, don't abort those oh, no. fucking kids. Oh, no. <laughs> that's fresh meat. You're just leaving on the table, yeah, right? You, know, you can't let's... waste. Waste not, want not, as yeah, they say. I mean, come on. There's probably no one easier to sexually abuse than children from broken homes who uh, their yep. parents couldn't have no, you, afford an abortion. Yeah. No, you got that one I figured out. I think we figured it out. That's the whole um, That's the whole point there. March for Life. I mean, there's a deep, dark truth to what you just said, which is horrifying. <laughs> um, March for Life. These ones are easier to rape. There was an awesome... Okay, great. There was a... Uh, <laughs> okay. 
There was an awesome board that some or a sign that someone was holding okay. that said Medicare for all, abortions for none. <laughs> <laughs> at this march, I don't know why people get it's so. It's an interesting take. I, I at least it. it's consistent. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you know, uh, in its own weird way. Yeah. Cool. Um, we should talk about the Bible. I think that's about as much. Uh, fucking I mean, we, aren't we done? Didn't uh, we just? Didn't we just? <laughs> aren't we just? This is all. This is all the word of God. Uh, welcome to yeah. the Revelations podcast. Speak. Hey, speaking of anointed leadership, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's dive in. So yes, like Cole said, this is the Revelations podcast. My name is Grant DeVoice. and I'm Cole his name Delusky. as I just said is Cole Delusky. Shut up! I think I've said I got it, twice it this now. time. Fuck. I know, but I was already in it. Sure. Um, this is episode 70. 70. Wow. Wow. You know? Yeah, we're killing it. We're yeah. crushing it. Our, our podcast is now old enough to run for president. Yeah. Um, in episode, Just episode barely. three years. Just barely old enough Indeed. to run for president. Yeah. We're kicking this episode off in a new book, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. sequel more than a new book. But Second Samuel. Right. Um. I'm going to tell you now, Samuel's already dead, so if you were here hoping for some sort of a resurrection situation, since it's called Second Samuel, like Terminator, you know, right. how he came back, it's not going to happen. I like, um, I'm reading my Bible here, and it uh, basically is like, as is in the case of First Samuel, the author of Second Samuel is not named, although tradition assigns the authorship to Samuel. So... <laughs> The fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> like decades after like, he died, it's such a it's such a blatant fucking double thing. Be like, yes, I mean traditionally we think Samuel wrote this. Samuel wrote about his own death, and then years and years and years into the future beyond that, be like, yeah, yeah, traditionally, I like, traditionally, I like that we, we have Samuel wrote that. We have two thousand years of the Christian Church, and they're still trying to ram the fucking round peg into the square hole. <laughs> I like to me, it's a very great analogy for Christianity in general. Be like, yes, we agree that none of it makes sense but we also believe it fervently like we we know that there's no fucking way that samuel wrote the fucking book years after his death but also we believe that samuel wrote this book like yeah all right you got it yeah it's tradition no fucking reason to question that that's how things are done around here all right nice uh and i think we're gonna be in for a lot of fun uh oh yeah this is this is gonna be a pretty wild right 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 um, we are continuing largely the story of David. I, I, I think, I think when we ended the last book, First Samuel, there was in my mind it was like, okay, Saul's dead, his kids are dead. Yep. I, I think we're pretty much done with Saul, don't you think? Like <laughs> that guy's not gonna. Yeah, that, that's pretty much done. There's just no leader in Israel. That's probably it's probably just over, and David can just watts on in and do whatever the fuck he wants. But, should uh, be no problem. Yeah, should be no problem. Think. But I think we might find that that's not the case. Coups Spoiler. are never as easy as you want them to be. Let me tell you from firsthand experience. They are never easy as you want it to be. You want it to just be a smooth transition, but there's all these people with their fake fucking news. It just gets tiring oh great okay uh, so let's break it off so what 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 happened the end of first samuel the last thing that we had the, the closing scene was basically saul falling on his own sword uh to die um it did cover a little bit about what happened to his body afterwards but that's the important action right saul was hopeless the philistines were overtaking the israelites he knew there was no way out he told his armor bearer to kill him the armor bearer was too much of a chicken Mm-hmm. So Saul fell on his own sword and died. The armor bearer saw him die. And once he confirmed Saul was dead, killed himself. So that just happened. And, and yeah, there's a few specific um, details that I kind of want to highlight because they're going to be a, a factor here, I think, for as uh, the, the forensic case I think we're about to lay out. Yeah, just don't spoil it. Go easy. Well, one, Saul committed suicide and was found by the Philistines and they stripped his body naked and then dragged him to a wall and that's kind of, and then he was rescued by other people oh there. shit dude i just realized how the fuck we'll get to it. let's let's get armor... to it we just just remember okay. that 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 just blew my mind though that the armor bearer killed himself and that Saul was stripped naked and his armor was sent to one place and his body was sent to another 
Yes, to be hung on the wall with his sons, right. so, as we recall. So that was that's where we left in First Samuel. Now we're starting Second Samuel, uh, the report of Saul's death. Yes. So first off, we join David. Now, if you remember, David was last seen killing the shit out of the Amalekites once again. These guys are fucking like, everywhere, despite being genocided a couple of times. Yeah, there needs to be like some sort of a racial roundup that we can do something <laughs> sprayed in the cracks. I was gonna say we're really we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep encountering the Amalekites and keep genociding them, and they keep coming out. <laughs> I, I don't want to knock the, the the Israelites, but they really could use some pointers on how to wipe out a people and how to commit a. Uh, Maybe I don't know what the word Holocaust is. You got to be methodical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. You got to be. You got to have like people in charge that know what they're doing who know how to count the beans you know what i mean maybe the amalekites are just a herpes that god put on the planet <laughs> and like yeah you can you'll have good days but you're gonna have bad days. <laughs> it's never it's never fully gone these amalekites they're no. just never away but yeah. yes um david has just finished uh what they like to call the slaughter of the amalekites which some slaughter, which was awesome yeah, yeah. um and he stayed in ziglag two days and on the third days, this guy just runs up from Saul's camp uh, with his clothes all fucked up and dust on his head. And he runs over to David and throws himself on the ground. Um, I want to take a moment because, like, my Bible has a little concordance here. It says, torn clothes and dust upon the head were common signs of mourning. The yes. torn clothes probably represented a rent heart or unrestrained grief, which we've seen before. Like they're like, "Oh fuck!" Ah, and they rip all their clothes yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the exact significance like the, uh, of the dust upon it, the head is unknown. So they're like, "Yeah, the clothes make sense." I don't know what the fucking dust is about. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the biblical era uh, version of throwing your Xbox controller into the television <laughs> for some people, right? Right, for some yeah. people. For some, for some particularly so yeah, this, angry boys, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've grown a lot. So this guy is an interesting character, right? So it says that he came from Saul's camp. So to me, that automatically says he's a survivor, right? He he survived the attack of the Philistines. He is, in some regard, an Israelite, you would imagine, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll break down... Let, let's break down this guy... After we finish, um, sort of one sixteen, telling the story. Yeah. Well, okay, after one sixteen, sure. we'll come back and we'll talk. Let's just tell the story. Fair, fair. It'll fair. be like a um, Encyclopedia Brown novel where like we're like, and these are all the clues, and then we'll just kind of break it down afterwards. Okay, that's more fun. So the guy comes up, looking all a mess. It's all fucked. He up. falls in front of David. David says, "Hey, where are you from?" Should be kind of obvious. Yeah. What's all this? Well, like, I mean, it's a guy that's just – it's a guy with torn clothes all covered in dust and, uh, you know, it could be anybody. Yeah, but it's has probably been, happened all over has the been, place. Has David been listening to the story at all? Like obviously he's <laughs> coming from the war. So the guy lays down in front of David. He's like, listen, the men fled from the battle. So many Israelites died. Uh, Saul and his son Jonathan are dead. So apparently this guy knows about the rumors. Yeah. Like he only mentions the one he's son. He's like, Saul and Jonathan be... are dead. And David's like, ooh. Um Interesting. But three sons died. He only mentions Jonathan. Right. So I, you have to assume that he knows about David's relationship with Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan wasn't right? even the eldest, I don't think, was he? I don't even know. I mean, matter. Jonathan's He's important. Stupid. Jonathan's famous in his own right. He he killed a bunch of Philistines once. Um, yeah, that's true, I guess. And uh, anyway, so David questions the young man. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know this? How do you know that Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead? And I, I want to read yeah. this verse like almost verbatim. Then the young man told him, as I happened by chance to be on Mount Gilboa, there was Saul leaning on his spear, and indeed the chariots and the horsemen followed hard after him. So Okay, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, he's sense. just like, yeah, I just happened to be on the same mountain where Saul was being attacked by a whole fucking army. I just happened to be there, you know. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're like the luck of being like at Walmart when two like mothers fight. You're like, oh, how did I get to be out the lucky of you know? <laughs> so the man says that he sees Saul. All the bad guys are coming, and he yells out to Saul. Uh, he yells out to Saul. You know what can I do for you? And Saul asked him, "Who are you?" And the man answered, "I'm an Amalekite," which is so perfect. Off, yeah, so perfect. Why are you going to tell Saul that? <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah. The the perfect scapegoat 
scapegoat culture just happens to be yeah. within shouting range of this dying king. It's like Hitler's in the bunker. He stabbed himself in the stomach, and then his accountant comes down. He's like, whoa, whoa, what's your deal? He's like, yes, it's me, the Jew. And he's like, ah, perfect. That's exactly what I needed I at this die. moment. <laughs> as I'm about yeah, to don't do the suicide. voice, though, next time. You don't have to do the voice. <laughs> um, so... So Saul uh, calls out to this guy and says, hey, can you just come over here and kill me? Which is weird because earlier we had read that he killed himself and the armor bearer witnessed it and then killed himself. Yeah. So already things aren't lining and, up here. This guy's story is And suspect. in Saul's story, the whole reason why he wanted to kill himself was to take the satisfaction from his enemies and also prevent them from abusing his body while he was alive. You know, torture and rape and all that. Yes. As opposed to letting an Amalekite do it. Again, his again, sworn enemy. again, we'll get into it. Let's just, let's just. Let's just treat the story with a, yes. without a grain fair, of salt, fair, fair. just salt-free. So, Saul says, stand over here, come come this way, kill me. I'm in my th- death throes, but I'm still alive. Just finish it so I don't get captured, basically. Um, so the man says, sure enough, I stood behind beside him and I killed him because I knew that he had fallen and would not be able to survive. It's a mercy killing, right? It's the right, right thing to yeah. do. Um, We've all the guy's there. dying. He's in pain. Yeah, I've never done it to a person, but squirrels and stuff. Huh. Um, so... The guy comes over, he takes the crown off of his head and the band off of his arm, and he says, see, which I've brought here to you, my lord, to David. So somehow this guy has uh, Saul's crown and bracelets, which is really interesting. Uh, But it's it's this guy's evidence that he was there and that he's the guy that killed Saul. Correct. Um, So, which he could just be a battlefield scavenger, who fucking knows, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to uh, my suspicions of what this story actually means. But yeah, so he's like, yeah, man, so just so you know, Saul was on the battlefield, was all fucked up. He called me his sworn enemy who just happened to be in the same neighborhood at the same place at the same time within shot, earshot, just happened to be yeah. standing around with my sword. And he was like, hey, man, would you do me a follow? Would you fucking kill me right now? And I was like, if that's what you want, bro. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, is there anything else I can do, do what for you? you? Do. What's your wife up to? You know, like. Do you so, have any other at this point, instructions. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, David to, and all of his men start tearing their clothes too, because now they know, in fact, that their air quotes king is dead, and uh, they mourned and wept not only for Saul but also for Jonathan, of course, mm-hmm. and the entire oh, we'll army of the Lord. Yeah, the entire oh, we will. Time your entire army of the Lord uh, was weeping because of um, Saul falling on his sword. And I really like this next bit because I imagine this yeah. guy thinks that he's like, oh, yeah, David, I got to do this. Favor. I got to tell you what happened to Saul. And I thought he was. And ble- I was like, this is the one good Amalekite. You know? <laughs> he's like, and bless his little heart. I saw Saul about to be fucking tortured and stabbed and raped to death. And he asked me to do him a solid. I did him a solid. You're welcome. That's fine. I don't need any fucking reward. You just that's just, you know, it, it was just it was my pleasure, bro. He did the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes people just do that. You know, um, it's not about countries and what color your skin is. Huh. You're just helping out, just, helping a brother you out. Know, you see a man in need, you do what has to be done. Yes. So David says to this guy, you know, uh, where are you from? And the man says, well, you know, I wasn't lying. I'm the son of a foreigner. I'm, a, I'm an Amalekite. You know, the people <laughs> that you love to kill. Yeah. yeah. You know those David guys that says, just kidnapped your wife? That's me. I know those guys. Yeah, yeah, We went yeah. to school together. We're all cousins. Yeah. I feel like all Amalekites are cousins. Probably. Ugh, I don't know why. I just don't like them. Um, so David says to him, okay, so why weren't you afraid to lift your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? And I really, you know, I get what vibe I get from him when he's giving this speech mm-hmm. is like Mac from Always Sunny. Like, <laughs> just a fucking idiot that that's so full of like his little, oh, I'm on God's side thing when he's obviously completely full of shit. I, I, I got the vibe of like... Some guy, I, I get the vibe that David is suspicious. Well, I guess he's not suspicious. He probably believes him. But I, I, I got well, the vibe of it. That, the, the, okay. the tone I got was like, hey, hey, hey. All right, all right. Remember that story you told me about how Saul died? He's like, yeah, yeah. Run that back. I just want, I, I kind of got like a Columbo vibe. He's just like, he's like, all right, what was that thing you just said? The part where no, you. I can see that. Yeah. Where you killed Cross God. Cross-examining yeah, the witness, yeah, well, so to speak. Go back and tell me that bit. So you just killed the king of Israel, anointed by God? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, and. And what was going through your head at the time? Like, were you like, wow, I really, 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 really shouldn't do this. And I really, really, really shouldn't tell David. Did that ever cross your fucking mind? You know. So David basically walks out of the room uh, like a mob boss 
and says to his men, strike him down. Yeah, fucking get rid of that guy. I, I, yeah. I got the vibe of, because it, it says he just called to one of the young men and said, go near and execute him. And he struck him so that he died. So I kind of got the vibe that the guy's just like, yeah, man, my clothes are all fucked up. You know me. I love Saul. I love Saul. Every Amalekite loved Saul. We just loved him. Yeah. And so uh, and I, I hate to tell you, bro, but I had to kill him. But David's like, oh, yeah, word, word. Can you just wait there real quick? I got something for you. I got something. Just, just don't don't move. Don't, don't go anywhere. Would you get Robert? Would you get Robert to come in here? Robert with the club? <laughs> yeah, not Robert. Would you just, just – Club Robert. Could you just wait there one second? Robert's – He's got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so David kills this guy, or has him killed rather, and says to his corpse, I guess, "Yeah, your blood is on your own head. Your own mouth testified against yourself when you said that I've killed the Lord's anointed. So basically, yeah, even though it was good intentioned, even though you came straight to you know, the other Lord's anointed to tell him what you did, thinking that you'd done the right thing, uh, no, you're a fuck, fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, David is not cool with this. I kind of had the vibe that it was like, uh, you know, that scene from uh, American Psycho where um, it's uh, Jared Leto and uh, Christian yeah, Bale. Yeah, where he's at the house. Where he's just like, they're just chilling. He's like, oh, yeah, I love this song. Anyway, bro. <laughs> ah, yeah, fucking kill the king. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Like, it just seems like yeah. such a complete. Like, cold-blooded murder, and then him just screaming over his fucking corpse, like, yeah, you thought you could do that shit, bro? So let's be real. This has nothing to do with Saul, right? Um, no, I, think he's just, I think he's just an angry boy. Uh, no, it's Jonathan. Oh, you think it's Jonathan? Well, he didn't say he killed Jonathan. You think he's just working out his anger? Oh. But he brought the news, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you got to so kill David the messenger. That's the, messenger. the first lesson That's the first in business. Rule. Yeah. Always, kill the messenger. Always kill the messenger. Yep. There you have an MBA now. I, I feel like it's like I feel like it's like with like you're like, hey guys, you, you go to the cops and you're like, hey man, I got a confession. All right. So last weekend I was burglarizing this house and you know, lighting fires like I do, and I noticed some child porn in this guy's house. They're like, thank you, thank you for this hot tip. Uh, can you just wait there? <laughs> like we got <laughs> you know, like like it's just He's like you're like, I got a full I gotta fill this this briefcase up with it. Yeah. So I have this briefcase. <laughs> yeah. like, thank you, thank porn. you. We'll take that. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> um But let's break it down. Um so do that. My Bible stated in the last book. Uh, it didn't make sense to me at the time, but it was like, okay, th- when the story of Saul committing suicide, his armor bearer committing suicide, and then dragging his corpse, whatever, that's the Bible telling us what happened. This story sure. is this guy telling us what happened. So it, it's not – the Bible's trying to say it's not a contradiction. These The fact that these two stories are wildly different is because this guy is a lying piece of shit. Um and his story just when obviously sounds kind he of bullshit. Yeah, he obviously didn't kill Saul. Um, but Saul killed Saul, which means he killed the Lord's anointed, so David should have Saul put to death. Really. <laughs> he should go dig up his corpse and do like fucking yeah. <laughs> Robert, go get that. Thing. <laughs> um, Robert. <you're> <laughs> just general 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 thug Robert. Um it, it is kind of a strange story that like some Amalekite sworn enemy of Saul just happens to be hanging out in Israel, enemy territory, in the middle of a fucking war, and just happens well, I mean, to be. He was probably running from David. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a funny, uh, like a funny, just like, uh, like, whoa, yeah, he's just finally, like, oh god, finally escaped David, uh, the second biggest enemy to the Amalekites. Oh god, <laughs> he just yeah. sees Saul. He's like, oh fuck. This could be a sequel to that John Cusack movie, Serendipity. <laughs> just a much darker take on the whole thing. Sure. sure. Um, <laughs> So how do we think he got Saul's crown and bracer? I mean, I guess we'll probably never know, but because obviously wondered. he was just looting a battlefield. Well, here's the thing: do you think, did he think they looted the battlefield, or do you think he stole it when he from the where they stored the armor? Looted the battlefield. Um, Seems like yeah, like a vulture. Yeah. He's an Amalekite, right? They have no shame. <laughs> no, here's the thing: They're trash people. Here's the thing: the cross There's is too much... good for them. Okay, <laughs> it's true. There's a much deeper, darker conspiracy at play here, but I don't want to spring the trap on it just yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because this is a small mystery that's a that's a piece of a much larger puzzle. Interesting. So I want to hold off on digging into what this story might actually mean or probably mean huh. until we get 
to about chapter four. So okay, that'll be let's interesting. Keep going down this trail because right now we have a mysterious character running up to David, uh, claiming that he's killed the uh, last king of Israel, and for some reason is carrying his crown and a bit of his armor. Yes, it's very suspicious. Um, it doesn't line up with some other stories, but for now, let's just see how David's handling things, okay. huh? Um, and like you do, uh, you sing a song. Um, Poetry. Um, so Second uh, Samuel uh, one seventeen. Then David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan, his son. That's a fucking dumb way to say it. Um, yeah, that's pretty strange. And he, King James Version sucks. <laughs> just sort of and he told them Bible. to teach the children of Judah the song of the bow. Indeed, it is written in the book of Jasher. Um, do you remember the book of Jasher and where we've heard this book before? Yeah, that's come up a couple times. It's like a, it's like a long lost book kind of. It's a long lost book, and it sounds like it's a book of songs because the last time we heard it, um. Oh yeah, it was like a hymnal. That's right. Uh, the last time we for Moses. Yeah, the last time we heard about the book of Jasher, Joshua talked about it. Uh, like it that. was after the battle of Jericho, I think. I can't remember which one now. Um, I have, that I have sounds a verse right. here, but it's the one where God stopped the sun, so they could battle like from till the sun went down. But oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And Those the Gibeonites or someone. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Interesting enough, because we'll go back to Gibeon. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was the Battle of Gibeon. Um, anyway, uh, Joshua's like, yeah, man, the fucking sun stopped. Fucking sing that shit, bitch. Bring up the book of Jasher. That's where we sing that shit. And um, he sings a song about how God stopped the sun. So, uh, interesting enough, like 500 years later, or whatever the fuck, they're still talking about this long-lost book of songs. that This book of songs of things that happened as they happened, you know? Yes, very, very bizarre. Um, and they so also they played this on a bow, and I try to look that up, and as far as I can tell, they mean a literal like bow and arrow bow. <laughs> um, that is pretty fucking metal. It's not a harp, which David was playing earlier. You know, it's the tr- translation of the word they used is hunting bow. So huh. take it that for what it is. Yeah. Uh, David. So maybe he means a lament of. Th- maybe the he's not saying bow as in that's the instrument, but as in. This song is talking about gazelles and shit, so it's like about hunting. <laughs> uh, maybe it's like, a, yeah, the song of the bow. Well, it's called the song of the bow. I don't think they said sing the yeah. song on the bow. They're just, I mean, it could be the song of know. like, like the song of the fucking AK forty seven. You didn't know what that was about. It's about Africa. Do you want me to read? Do you want me to sing the whole song? Um, no, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one. It's a long one. It's a, it's a, almost ten verses. Um, but I, so ba- I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up then. Sum it up. I'll, uh, cliff notes it. Yeah. So basically first he says, all right, so, um, a gazelle died, which is a metaphor for Saul. Don't tell anyone because then the Philistines will be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't let those daughters of the uncircumcised rejoice. Yeah, don't let basically. those bitches find out. Yeah. Um, so basically he's all really sad about, uh, Saul dying, yada, yada, yada. Um, and he, then he talks about Jonathan, uh, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back. The sword of Saul did not return unsatisfied. Really just singing him up a little too much. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, kind of overdoing. It's interesting that yours calls a gazelle. That might be I, – I, I tend to defer to your translation. It's more accurate. Modern, um, yeah. yeah. Mine calls it, the beauty of Israel is slain on your high places. So it, it, is, it sounds like he's like, oh, Saul, the most handsome man, which we've talked about. He's a fucking handsome guy. Even the Bible's like, yeah, it's yeah. a fucking handsome guy. So. Hot. Oh, 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 Israel, that hot piece of ass is now dead. Like, yeah, you got it. Uh, just to fill in why th- that's confusing, um, the word that's used there, the Hebrew word, which is tsebe, mm-hmm. um, means both beauty and... And gazelle, so Gazelles, there's no fucking way. I mean, way. did you see the gazelle from? Uh, yeah, hot as hell. Yeah, the one. What was that? Uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, <laughs> Madagascar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll bang them all. Yeah, just um, anytime you ever see a, an anthropomorphic gazelle, showing. Yeah, yeah, it's better than Maid Miriam from uh, the Robin Hood Fox one. Right. So, uh, anyway, we'll we'll do a furry podcast <laughs> later. Um, so he's singing up way too much. Just way. 
too nice. But then he gets to one little line that we're probably both thinking about, right, Cole? (laughs) Well, he's like, oh, Saul and Jonathan, they were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. All the women of Israel, he made you fucking hot and shit. Um, Jonathan was slain in your high places. I am distressed for you. No, no, no. I I get to say that part. (laughs) If I don't get to sing it, I at least get to say this part. (laughs) I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of women. <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah, yeah bro. That's a fucking don't don't shit on fucking David and Saul's love, or sorry, David and Jonathan's love. Those two gay boys loved each other yeah. dearly. Uh, well, bi. I think they were bi. Yeah, well, At least David yeah, was. Bi. I mean, David's definitely bi. We'll get to that. Jonathan. Jonathan's definitely gay. Dead, unmarried. That guy. No kids, Full gay, on. probably a bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, yep. Uh, yeah, my, um, my sister says your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women. So yeah, basically the same shit. But I just like that he, can't be translated in any. There's other no way, other right? way. There's no like, other way to look at it. He's just like yes. Bible scholars, add us on Twitter if there's another way to translate. Yes, that. <laughs> yes. The love of Jonathan, no woman could love like that. Suspiciously, my concordance does not remark on this. Yeah, so does mine. Mine just skips right over. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, um, so yeah, he wraps it up. How the mighty have fallen, the weapons of war have perished. Oh, we'll miss Saul and Jonathan. Now can I be king, please? <laughs> um it's, that's chapter it's one. It's his turn. Yeah, it is. Good Just one. like he's um, the Joe Biden of our times. Oh <laughs> he really I mean Lord's anointed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he was he so, was he was fine being second banana. Now it's his turn. Now it's his turn indeed. Um David anointed king over Judah. That's the title of chapter two for Spoiler me. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But you'll notice that it's not over Israel. I, I, I would call Judah. this David King of the Judes. Nice. Yeah. Um <laughs> so Let's go down the line a little bit. Um, David's gotten the news. He knows that Saul and Jonathan and the other sons are dead. Um, And he's kind of getting antsy, I guess, right? He wants to know what to do next. So he goes to the Lord, probably with his little flip coin thing. And he says, hey, should I... uh," This is a very specific question to ask the Lord. He said, hey, should I go up uh, to one of the towns in Judah? And the Lord says, yeah, go up there. He goes, well, which one should I go to? And God somehow, with a flip of a coin, says to Hebron, which I don't know how you can get that specific with a coin. I, I'm coin trying flip. to imagine, yeah, you're like, you're like, bring up Abiathar, who we know is the um, last surviving priest hanging out with David. Um, yeah. And he's like, Abiathar, where should I go? And Abiathar just like flips a coin. He's like, heads, um, Hebron. Hebron. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, yep, cool. You got like it. Heads. Yeah, you got it. That looks like, that does sound like heads. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's only two towns in judah so they just said all right heads it's hebron tails it's you know whatever. well okay so let's talk about hebron hebron whatever um it's been brought up we, we've talked about hebron a lot it came up a lot in joshua and in judges um hebron was the city that was specially given to caleb so when they took it they were like okay hebron is in the land of judah but specifically the city belongs to caleb so okay. it's kind of like the head of Judah. Yes. And it also goes all the way back to Abraham and Sarah were there at one point. Um, so we're talking. He, it, it, it's it got clout. You know, it's got a history to it. Oh, hold on. Let me, let me look something up. That's all the way back in Genesis. Um, it just gets mentioned, like, as places that they're passing through or camping out at. It's not really a big deal. Actually, yeah, that's also where Abraham uh, buried Sarah. It'd be like if, like, a young Robert E. Lee was like, where should I go? And they're like, Richmond, Virginia. This is going to work out great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. Nothing bad's going to happen there. Um, yeah, some deep Confederacy cuts for the, for the so anyway, audience today. Um, so David and all his people, they were like, yep, let's fucking go to Hebron. And they go to Hebron. There's really nothing more to it. And this is a good chance for us, because the Bible does, a good chance for us to uh, fall back and look at David's family, family situation, right? So he has two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, who is the widow 
of Nabal of Carmel. So remember that guy, Nabal, that like wouldn't let who, the people eat? Who can forget? Yeah. Uh, so he also takes his men with him, who all had their own families, and they settle in Hebron. So these are the guys that would have been living in Ziklag, basically. So all the women and old people and children that got captured by the Amalekites, boom, now they're back in safe territory in Judah, in Hebron. Um, I wonder if we're ever and- going to revisit the Philistines, because the last time we heard, the Philistines oh, yes. destroyed Israel, and they were like, oh, yeah, David's my favorite boy. Love that David. And all the princes were like, I don't know. David seems like a fucking traitor. And they're like, nah, not David. And now David is basically defected back to Israel at the drop of a hat. So Yeah, he's he's definitely not the most loyal character. Definitely out for number one. Oh, for sure. Um, So once he and all his people set up there in Hebron, um, the men of Judah, who is like the kind of the overseers of this area all came to Hebron and they anointed David king over their entire tribe. So not over all of Israel, but over this one twelfth, you know, yeah. the, the tribe of it's Judah. Like a, it's like a small state that's like seceded from the nation. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. More, yeah. Okay. The Robert E. Lee thing marches on. <laughs> we'll be doing the fucking Dixie battle him by the end of this goddamn thing. Um, so what happens next? As his first act, he sends messengers to the men of Jabesh Gilead and be like, hey, man, I heard that you guys are the ones that buried Saul. Fucking love you guys. Much love. No reason we should keep fighting. Love you guys. Love Saul. Love you. Love Saul. Love you. Yeah. Basically, he says, I'm going to show you guys favor because of what you did. You're very strong. You're very brave. You know, yes, your master's dead. And yes, just as a side note, uh, the people of Judah have anointed me king. Don't be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey guys, I heard you were great. You're great. Love you guys. That's fantastic. Also, I created a fucking kingdom state and have seceded from Israel and taken all the best land and best people with me. I I hope I, I just, again, kisses. Yes. Then he, kisses. he, he uh, bumped his chest twice with his fist and made a piece of it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're cool. Um, so things, uh, things get kind of funny here. We, we go and look at what's happening in the rest of Israel. So if you remember, there's a character named Abner, who's basically Saul's greatest general, right? He's in charge of the army. He's also Um, Saul's uncle. Yes. Abner goes and gets one of Saul's sons, Ishbioth. Who we've never mentioned before. Nope. This is the first time you've heard his name. Obviously, we had all kind of assumed that every son died. Uh, so whenever it said all three of his sons died, it meant all three of them except for this one. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> uh, when we get, I think it's going to be explained later because I was like searching for his name because I was like Ishbosheth. I've never heard of this fucking guy before. So like I, yeah. I, 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 I pulled up the Bible online, which don't do that again. We have this podcast, but um, yeah. <laughs> but I was like searching for Ishbosheth. Like where the fuck does that for? And this is the first mention. It just it just sounds like Abner's like and yes, I have now appointed Saul's son. Ishbosheth, you guys all remember Ishbosheth. Everyone's like scratching their heads, like, "No, I never heard this fucking dude before." I thought all his sons died on the battlefield. Like, well, they did, but also we have this son, who is yeah, now uh, a pretender to the crown. I would say who is now the fucking we'll king out. of all of Israel. Um, side note on Saul's family. So his sons are named. Let's get this straight: Ishbosheth, Abinadab, Malkishua, and Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that only one of those names made it into, you know, modern yeah, times. Yeah, it's cool that Jonathan and uh, Ishbosheth, it's like Muhammad <laughs> and Osama and Carl. They're two. <laughs> Everyone knows Carl. So we, fi- we find out um, that Ishbosheth is made king over Gilead, Asherai, and Jezreel. Oh, yes. And also over Ephraim and the Benjamite lands. And then as a side note kind of in the sentence... Also, all of Israel. Yes, yeah, yes. I'm in charge of the Wendy's, uh, the the fucking the, the that park over there, and also all of America. In case you were wondering, <laughs> they really did backwards tell yeah, the like, story. Okay, great. I don't know why. Uh, I, I I feel like Ishbosheth is like in the middle. It's like when you have like a sitcom that's been going on for three seasons, and then the writers just decide, sure. you know, we have a fucking subplot. It'd be really cool if the main character had a brother that we haven't mentioned for years and years and years. Like, yeah, just put it there no one cares no one's paying attention yeah. just it, just give him another son that we haven't mentioned till now much like the amalekites uh seemingly having an endless supply of people to Whatever. kill saul has sons just coming out of his fucking ass right so ishbosheth we know now is 40 years old when he becomes king um 
and all of Israel followed him except for Judah, which followed David. So we have kind of a little split thing here. Um, it's getting interesting. I, I kind of want to read my uh, concordance. Um, oh, no. <clears throat> Abner's attempt to enthrone Ishbosheth, the only surviving son of Saul as king, was an exercise in futility. Ishbosheth obviously had little leadership ability, and Abner must have taken nearly five years to finally place Ibosheth on the throne, for his reign was only about two years, which we're about to get to, whereas David's was about seven and a half. So it, they're kind of like, yeah, Abner's kind of like, you know, obviously Ibosheth is this fucking lame pretender to the throne, because if he was a yeah. really good boy, he would have become king like way earlier. Indeed. Not like David, who's been famous almost his entire life, whereas Ishbosheth yes, and no a little dumbass no fucking heard of this kid. kid. Yeah. So it's getting interesting. Um, and then we meet these other guys. Uh, we meet Joab, right? Yeah. Now we're going to get to a couple of new characters. I, um, I didn't mention this when we started, but First uh, Samuel, Second Samuel. I guess originally they were one book. And then they got broken up for like literary style reasons, you know. Uh, but definitely, Second Samuel feels like a different book than First Samuel because we're starting to have like just a lot more characters. Um, yeah, sure. Um, it's becoming more of a developed story, yeah. no question. And so that brings us to Joab, who uh, is Joab, since he's the son of Zariah, uh, the servant so of David, just some jo- guy. Joab's one of three. Um, so the Zariah guy has three sons, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel. We know Abishai from earlier in 1 Samuel. Remember when um, David went down to the camp where Saul was sleeping and could have killed him but didn't? Oh, yeah. Abishai, Abishai or whatever it is, went with him. So we do know these brothers. Um, they've only barely been mentioned, though. But now we're going to get to know them a little bit better. They're going to become important I wonder characters. if that's kind of like – it's kind of like when Joshua was introduced – where it was like, and then Moses was just walking around. He's like, hey, Joshua, get over here. And you're like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? You know? um, yeah, yeah. And then it the, starts to build them just kind of out sporadically yeah, without much of an they, introduction. They kind of just drop them in out of nowhere. So, yeah, there's Joab. Uh, so Joab is, like a, is, I think, like a general for David, basically. Um, he's kind of the equivalent of Abner, it seems, because the two start to talk uh, when both groups, the, Ju- the uh, Judahites, I don't know, the whatever the the tribe of judah and the rest of israel meet up right to kind of figure out what's going on here um and abner and joab are talking I, they're kind of the two generals. i kind of wanted to, to backtrack just a little bit um sure what? basically says that abner son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosheth went out from yeah. mahanaim to gibeon um uh, essentially kind of keeping with that context uh mahanaim is apparently the new i guess capital of israel Oh, okay. Um, so that's where where Ishbosheth yeah. set up his administration. That'd be like uh, DC in this <laughs> analogy about a civil war. Um, yeah, it used to be Philadelphia. Now it's, now it's DC. Now it's cool. Uh, we've heard of Mahanaim before. I just I just kind of like to uh, bring some context. Mahanaim yeah, was where Jacob met the angels right before his. Oh, the oily rock. No, no, no. It was after that. It's right before he reunited with Esau. Oh, with the ladder. Uh, no, the latter was before too. Yeah, the latter okay. was before too. It was like about. right before he wrestled with God. Oh, when he wrestled. Yeah, Mahanaim yeah, is yeah, where yeah. he first meets the angels. They're like, "Hey, man, by the way, Esau's coming, and you're a good boy." Um, I think it literally means uh, camp of God. So Neat. it's kind of an interesting, like, yeah, if you were going to make the capital somewhere, Mahanaim has been mentioned before. It's where Jacob was like, "Hey, this is God's house." So okay. I mean, That's there's like eight know. fucking cities that. Are like, hey, this is where God lives. So, the, know, who fucking yeah, knows they always that. kind of pop up as that. Yeah, but Mahanaim. Yeah. So Abner and Joab are facing off basically on opposite sides of this pool, and uh, Abner says, because Abner's the smart one, clearly says, "Hey, let's get a, some of our young men on both sides to go up and fight to the death for our amusement." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, basically, it basically says, "Yet the let the young men now arise and compete before us." And Joab said, let them arise. Uh, so 
the idea I think here is kind of like Goliath, right? It's like, let's let our champions fight for us, and then we don't have to have a big battle, right? We're all Israelites. Yeah. Let's just have- Let's do this the easy way. Let's just way. have a 12v12 team deathmatch, and uh, winner takes all, you know? And this is fucking hilarious. So here's how this team deathmatch goes. 12 guys line up from each side. Benjamin's on one side, David's folks on the other side. It says, each man grabbed his opponent by the head. So, right, picture everyone's left arm goes out. They're all grabbing each other's heads, but, you know, locked together. And then stabbed with their other arm into the side. And all 24 dudes dropped dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand what the fucking plan was. You know, like... <laughs> They just instantly all stab each other I, to I, death. It has I would to- like it if they're like, like I just like Abner and Job, like, let's let our men compete. And like, yes, a grand competition. And then each one of them just stabs each other in the heart. And you're like, yes, we've learned. They're all dead. We've learned a lot from this competition. Everyone's dead. Great game. I, I'd rather watch a game so- of cricket. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I would too. I don't want to watch 24 dudes kill themselves. It's on the internet, I'm sure, but I'm not going to find I'll it. I'll find it for you. Um, so they named this place Helkath Hazarim, which of course means Field of Daggers. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It'd be like, let's have a competition. Like, what's that? We're playing Russian roulette with a semi-automatic handgun. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you guys have some fucking weird games. <laughs> well, apparently, after this, uh, you know, they didn't get to have a. a Trial by champions, because everyone died. So, boom, battle kicks off. It says it was a very fierce battle. But at the end of the day, Abner and the Israelites were defeated by David's men. I kind of really now, wonder what the fuck they thought was going to happen. I, I, I wonder if it's a competition where you're just like, like, like okay, how does this game work? Okay, you grab you, each of you grab each other by the head. Uh, no, I think... And then you stab no, each no. other in the stomach, and then whoever dies the least wins. No... No, I think that it was supposed to just be a regular skirmish, but they're all just idiots. <laughs> like it was just, it was just every, all the the stars aligned, and they all did the mirror image attacks uh, on each other. I was, I was thinking it was like when Binder fought Flexo. You know, they're like they're like they're like, oh, we're fighting Israelites. We're the same. We're the same. Yeah, well, they are definitely the same, and it is sad. And it was twenty four people that died for no reason because the battle still kicks off. Right afterwards, I guess they probably would have died anyway. Huh? Like it's a tie. Um, let's finish. Let's. It's time for the tiebreaker, where we have yeah, just a the normal tiebreaker battle. Is everyone else dying. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to Joab and his brothers, the sons of Zerai. Um, as the fight's going on, Abner starts to get away because he sees that he's losing to David's men. So he's running, but is being chased by a man named Azahel. Azahel is, I'm guessing, Joab and Abishai's little brother. It doesn't technically say that, but he's very fleet of foot, it says, and he starts running after Abner, the enemy general, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get some of that battlefield glory. Well, well Azahel you know? is the fastest of them, is basically what it states. So as yeah, Abner yeah, yeah. flees, he, he, obviously Azahel's, he feet, yeah, obviously Azahel's going to get a little bit ahead of his brothers, so that even though there's the three of them chasing Abner, uh, essentially we're setting up for... A unique conflict between Abner and Azahel because Azahel just catches one v one me. Correct. So Abner is like yelling behind him. I guess he knows them because they all all are Israelites. Abner yells back, "Hey, is that you, Azahel? I know you. I know you're fast. Is that you?" (laughs) Uh, And he goes, "Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I'm the guy." (laughs) So Abner says, "Look, just turn right or left. Go somewhere else." There's no reason I gotta fucking kill your ass, right? Let's let's. I, I like. Let's not make I like, it like that. This. It seems kind of goofy because it's basically Abner fleeing for his life, and Asahel's chasing after him, and they're just having this leisurely conversation. Hey, Asahel, is that you? He's like, Yeah, it's me. I'm coming with this knife in my hand. I'm gonna fucking finish you off. He's like, Yeah. Hey, you notice how there's all this armor from all these dead guys? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Why don't you just pick that up, man? You could use it. You look good in that, bro. And he's like, I'm gonna. I, you you almost tricked me. I'm gonna fucking stab you, Abner. You and your tricks. <laughs> he has like devilish levels of temptation going. <laughs> on here abner's a sly one so abner tells him look all right the the temptation doesn't work just quit chasing me so i don't have to kill you because i fucking will right he's an old man clearly it's saul's uncle yeah so the dude's gotta be pushing i I like i like my verse is really funny uh this is uh 222 so abner again said to azahel turn aside from following me why should you make me kill you? How then could I face your brother Joab? Like, it's such a fucking mad flex from this, gotta yeah. be in his 60s, being chased by the fastest man in the fucking battle. And just be like, hey man, seriously, think this through. If I have to kill you, it's gonna make things awkward with your brother. Like, Dude, he's not in his 60s. Think about it. 
Ishobeth is 40. He's got to be. And, and he's this after, is Oh shit, he's two he's generations older. He's a grandfather older. age. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got to be like 80. Adam's a fucking badass. I mean, we'll get to how badass he is. Like, yeah. This is a to get so, fucking metal. Azahel uh, is is also kind of a badass and refuses to run away. So Abner just uses the butt of his spear and pokes it into Azahel's stomach. Not the pokey end, right? The baseball the shaft. shaft end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it goes out his back. Yeah. He's like, I fucking, <laughs> I, I fucking warned you, youngin. And just... <laughs> With the blunt end of his spear... Stabs completely through Azahel, completely impales him with a fucking stick. Damn, homie. Yeah. You're 80 years old. You're outrunning the fastest dude on earth, apparently. And then you just stab him in the stomach with a stick and cut him in half, basically. Uh, so uh, Azahel, not listening to his elders, uh, these young these youngins, they don't listen, uh, died on the spot. And everyone stopped to kind of tend to him, but it was too late because he was already dead. Idiot. Uh, but Joab and Abishai, right, his two brothers, I'm assuming his older brothers, um, as the sun is setting, uh, they go after um, Abner nonstop. Eventually, they come to this hill, and then there's a bunch of uh, Benjamite men catch up with Abner that are obviously on Abner's side and kind of protect him. They make a little protective circle. Yeah, so now Abner has the high ground and has a bunch of, like, a whole fucking team with him. And it's just Joab and his brother, Abishai. Yeah. And Abner yells out to Joab. He sees him chasing him. He's like, look, does the sword have to keep on devouring forever? Do we have to keep fighting? We're both Israelites. We're, you know, please quit pursuing. He's like, what's so civil about war anyway, you guys? Yeah, this is fucked up, y'all. Because Abner didn't want to kill Asahel, you know? Yeah, I mean, he warned um, him. He's like... He knows how powerful we, he is. We had, we had our goofy little fucking game. We had our fun. Yeah. I'm trying to get away. You keep chasing at me, and now I've got the high ground in an army. Like, what is it going to fucking take to get these fucking cultists off your back? These Davidians. Yeah. And so Joab, Joab replies, okay, if you hadn't come up with that excellent argument, I would have kept pursuing you forever, you know, in, until the morning. Instead, Joab blows the trumpet, and all of his troops come to a halt. They stop pursuing after Abner and the other Israelites and did not fight anymore. So, all that night, Abner and his men kept marching. They crossed the Jordan, right? They go back to Manaheim. And, Mahana. uh, it's a weird one. Yeah. Mahana, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the army split back up. They're not fighting anymore. It turns out that during the battle, though, quick fact, besides Asahel, only 19 other of David's men died, whereas David's men killed 360 Benjamites <laughs> who were with Abner. So, holy I'm surprised there's so many fucking Benjamites. Um, considering yeah. they can only populate through kidnapping, but I guess I guess they have had a king. I wonder if that rule's still in place now that Saul used to be king. You know, what do you mean? Well, I mean the Benjamites had a rule where no other tribe could give them um, their women uh, unless they kidnapped. Oh, I think them. that that got lifted. that must be. That it's lifted. like it's like once you have a president that's the same race as you, everything's cool now. Yeah, you can gone. do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> Things are equal now. It's cool. all done. Yeah, so they're fine now. I mean, obviously they can have. I mean, Saul was taking wives and having babies and stuff, but he could have stolen. Who knows? I guess know. probably easy. It was steal probably just that one. Yeah. I think it was that one generation of Benjamites wasn't. Allowed. I mean, they said for all time, so I don't fucking know. Well, obviously that didn't hold. Um, so, anyways, yeah, all the, everyone's back at their own camps. Uh, the Israelites took quite a blow from uh, David and the our tribe of Judah. Uh, Azahel goes and is buried, or Azahel is buried in his father's tomb by the two brothers. In Bethlehem. And uh, Joab marches back to Hebron, or Hebron, to join David. So, there was a fight. Things went on the, uh, for the side of David, but were inconclusive for the most part. And that is where chapter two ends. And I think yeah, we've probably it. read enough Bibles. We'll uh, I think, I think yeah. next episode is going to be a, a more complete story if we stop here. But. Yeah, we're going to have a much longer episode next, probably. Um, and it would have been, I think, bad to break up Chapter 3 from the rest of it. So we'll leave So uh, a brief recap, because sometimes I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if people understand what the fuck we're talking about sometimes. Because I feel like, it's, in my mind, it feels rambling. But essentially... It can, yeah. David has returned to Israel and has set up shop in his own little uh, city-state that he owns and is now rebelling against the government. Yes, and to keep the names in track in check, there's like 
Abner and Ishmafik. Ishmafik. <laughs> I, I, the hardest part, I have to understand for the audience, we're sitting here looking at the book, seeing these names, and then we're butchering yeah. them. So I know it must be tough. Basically, you have Abner, Saul's uncle, with Saul's son, Ishmafik something, right? So those two are on one side, and then you've got David with this kind of pseudo-general Joab and his brothers on the other right. side. They're clashing. It's like, That's the it's, it's like a young General E. Lee as David and an <laughs> yeah. old fucking goofy-shaped fucking... Abraham Lincoln as Ishbosheth. And that's no, sort I was of, thinking like Ulysses S. Grant, but whatever. Nah. Would be, I guess. I yeah. think well, Anyways, Robert Lee was the president of. No, Jefferson Davis. God was. damn it, was Jefferson Davis. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah. Either way, you get it. Well, so much for the South rising again. <laughs> you, you lost your culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these beautiful statues. Um <laughs> They just they just uh, took down. Yeah. This is a rant, but they uh, not a rant, but a tangent. Let's but no, there was one here. Civil War statue at Lake Eola here in Orlando, where I live. And uh, yeah, it, it, they were like, "Let's take that down." And I don't think anyone complained. Everyone was like, "Yeah, that sucks." We <laughs> I just come yeah, here to fuck. fuck around with swans. I don't even see that shit. No, you just built a way cooler statue. Yeah. Let's find a different statue for hobos to pee on. Yeah, like uh, Abner, maybe. Yeah. Someone cool like that. Yeah. One of these awesome Bible guys. a fucking badass. I mean, goddamn. Yeah. Ooh, do you want to be a sick statue? Mm-hmm. Abner holding his spear up, staff end sticking out, right. right? Spear tip back towards him, and like a dude impaled on yeah. it, him holding him Just up. Just impaled with the blunt end. That takes some fucking force. Yeah. Imagine impaling yeah. somebody with like a large sort of it would look like a hole puncher thing. hole i yeah. bet yeah that's what i was thinking you know? yeah i bet you he probably would he probably spied on jonathan and david a few times and got some ideas he's like hmm blunt force penetration i think i can do yeah, this yeah, yeah. he just, he just, he just fucking tactics. jams it into uh asahel and be like you like that don't you don't you, <laughs> you like to feel me deep inside <laughs> Wait, you you bald motherfucker why are you crying <laughs> why are you crying uh, it doesn't hurt so bad. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is a sad story because Asael was cool and fast. Yeah, cool and fast. And now he's yeah. dead. Yeah. He was probably so goddamn popular. Probably was. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Sleek. Asael probably has his probably has his pick of any of the young girls in his cult. Yep. Because well, he wasn't a Benjamite, so catching them wasn't a problem. But yeah. No, I mean definitely <laughs> if you're that fast, <laughs> try um, me, bitch. He's basically the inspiration for the Clint Eastwood movie, The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> okay, I was thinking. Anyways, uh, if, I was uh, thinking. I think I was thinking of, of a, a quicker turnaround for uh, Silence of the Lambs guy. He's just like, oh, I, no, he doesn't sure, have to. Sure. He doesn't resort to trickery. He just catches them and throws them as well. It's a good idea. If you can get. Oh, uh, is that it? You got anything else? <sighs> the Bible. Welcome to Second Samuel. Yeah. I'll say that. Welcome to Second Samuel. We're here. It's gonna get fucking metal. I think. Oh, yeah. This is going to be most of the shit you know about David, besides the Philistine, uh, or killing Goliath. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's going to happen in this book, mostly. Oh, so nice. It'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun. This is David's life in um, rain. <laughs> I don't know why it's here, but um, in the same way that my Bible was, like, listing out Saul's flaws, only ever Saul's flaws. The Bible's such a fucking shill, the stupid fucking book. Uh, but mine was the list of David's triumphs. David was a man after God's own heart. That is, his will was completely committed to the will of his Lord. As a dedicated servant of God, he was used by God to perform mighty acts for the sake of his chosen people, Israel. Um, What a fucking weird way to take David's actions. I mean, David, formerly bandit king, killing women and children to protect his secret. Um... David, who threatened to kill a man because he didn't give him enough free shit. Uh, David, yeah. who killed a messenger. Just uh, just a, a man after God's own heart, which is fair. I mean, I think that's a fair... He is, he after, is after God's, after God's I mean, own you're heart. Right. Yeah, he loves killing. It's just not as cool of a thing as most people would imagine. Yeah, it would yeah. Be. Oh, he's he's got God in his heart. I'd like, stay the fuck away from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill. Like, uh, it's only a matter of time. Ted Bundy, the fucking man with God in his yeah, own heart. Son. More of like a son of Sam situation, I think. You know, God whispering, God as his dog whispering little yeah, things in his yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah, uh, BTK. Yeah, they're all cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're all very David-like. You're right. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, if you don't already follow us on Twitter 
at Revelations, or send us an email to irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. We're taking all comers. Yeah. And speaking of taking all comers, <laughs> I, I, I kind of just want to take a moment to really lament um, the love of David and Jonathan. I, I know we've goofed on it. But yeah. I wish someone would write a song like that about me. Yeah, I wish someone would write a fucking song like, oh, no man could love as good as he did. Oh, yeah, my fucking. I, I wonder when, when, when David says that uh, his love far surpassed the love of women, what do you think that means? I think that I found the perfect thing to say as a eulogy at your funeral. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Too late. People are already suspicious. You better not uh, die, bitch. Like, oh, the way he used to tug fuck my fart box. <laughs> no woman ever, no woman knows how to work a prostate. Like They're that. too scared to get in there. <laughs>